on the wrestling podcast about nothing. The word is out. The Kingpin is a promoter, right? I'm a promoter. <laughs> Good for you. Well, in this episode, we'll be talking to his co-promoter, Max Smashmaster, a.k.a. Big Scott, about Rad Pro Wrestling, which is making its debut in Amesbury on Saturday, March 18th. We're taking it to the big city. Oh, yeah. Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 201. Yes, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. He is a Ring of Honor legend. He's got all the nicknames, but I'm just going to call him the Kingpin, <laughs> Brian Malonis. Hi. What's up? What's I th- You got it right. Ring of Honor legend. Still waiting for that Legends deal, baby. It's coming, right? <laughs> I'm sure any day now. I'm sure any day. The people are clamoring for a uh, Brian Malone's action figure. The people are clamoring for uh, my inclusion in AEW Fight Forever. So, uh, the video game. So, uh, you know, it'll happen. We'll see about that. <laughs> anyway, something else that's been happening. Well, as we're recording this, you just uh, we talked about it on the last episode about... Um, your sobriety and the um yeah uh, so this has been one year so congratulations buddy thank you yeah one one full year without the booze uh, it, you know in all seriousness there was a time where i couldn't sometimes go more than a day or two without the booze so um yeah it feels good um you know just gonna stay uh you know sort of vigilant every day and um you know, I can honestly sit here and, and tell you it's been one of the most positive changes I've ever I've ever made in my life, and um, not something I ever I ever look to go back to. So feeling pretty good. And I mean, not only the no drinking thing, the uh, back in the gym thing, also, right? Yes, yes, I'm uh, hanging and know. banging. You know, I got that one last run in me, Mike. I got that <laughs> one last run in me, baby. <laughs> I, I see you're uh, the new APW champion. Is that correct? I am a two-time APW heavyweight champion of the Atlantic. <laughs> Not the world, right? The Atlantic. Not the world. Not the world. No, I am. Uh, I am the the current reigning and defending with all that all that jargon APW uh, heavyweight champion. So, uh, you know, things are looking up for the old kingpin of big men. Exactly, and uh, something else that's looking up: Ring of Honor. TV is returning, they say. Uh, oh, Thursday, I mean, it's looking up for Ring of Honor. <laughs> Thursday, March 2nd, uh, ROH TV will return to Honor Club. I guess they're having their first tapings on February 25th and 26th. I, I assume you've been contacted. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no? No? No, I haven't. Oh. No. No, I haven't. <laughs> Mike, no, I, no, I haven't. Universal Studios um, in Flor in uh, Orlando, Florida. That's where they're gonna be yeah, taking I mean, place. Yeah, I mean, I would love to. I mean, I mean, full disclosure. I, I you know, I, I've spoken to some folks, and um, I haven't heard a no, but I haven't heard a yes. So, it, you know, I would love to be part of it. Um, I mean, I, I very have openly stated that. Uh, I mean, not just for Ring of Honor, but uh, one of my goals for this year is to get back to TV in some some capacity. So. Part of that uh, process is actively reaching out and, and and trying to have conversations with people. So, you know, I'm doing that and some conversations are had and they haven't been fruitful yet, but all I can do is control what I can control and that's, uh, you know, being in the gym, working my ass off, wrestling as much as I can and, uh, you know, just trying to get out there. I mean, I'm sure the, they're definitely going to see a different guy than they would see at the end of their uh, original Ring of Honor run. Uh, they're going to see a different guy than they saw at any point in my Ring of Honor mm. run. I am lighter at this point than at any point when I was with the Bouncers. So, you know, 
I was a heavy boy uh, in the bouncers, but uh, no, I'm already um, you know much lighter than I was at any point then. So we're still we're still going. We're still pushing. A little less bouncy these days. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A little less bouncy and a lot more sober. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't mean to, to, to bring it down. Speaking of Ring of Honor, um, there was a tragic accident um, a few weeks ago yeah. where uh, Jay Briscoe uh, lost his life. And I know that you shared the locker room with him on many occasions. Uh, what do you have to say about um, the life of... Uh, Jamin Pugh, also known as Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Um, Jay, uh, fuck. Um, boy, you caught me off guard. Sorry, I did, yeah, I just kind of... Yeah, no, it sucks, man. Like, it's... Um, God, he was a guy who made my experience a lot... Um, uh, you know, made it made it awesome, right? Jay was the type of guy who just made everybody feel welcome, made everybody feel like you were his friend. Um, just an unbelievable wrestler, unbelievable performer, unbelievable, um, you know, human being. Um, it, it's one of those things like you look at it and, uh, God, it makes you question a lot, right? Uh, but then going, you know, um, you know, attended his his service. Um, and just seeing how how positive their family was that even though in that moment it was um it was tragic and they're gonna miss him that they would make the most of it and they're gonna be okay um but it it's still just um jay was just he just lit up rooms wherever wherever you know wherever he went you know and, and as much as you know you know I talk about my drinking problem and and losing control um I don't regret I regret losing control, but I don't regret the good times had over you know, had after shows over over beverages and a lot of those times were spent with uh with Jay, you know. And I don't I didn't know him as close or as long as a lot of other people did, but I think that was the um you know, that was the magic of uh of of Jay as a person and really that entire family, Mark and um I mean, and you go and you kind of meet the extended Briscoes and, and all the rest of them, and they, that's just the way they all make you feel, like you're part of the family. And, um, yeah, fuck. He's just a really – I think that's what the world needs to know. He was a good man, good father, a good husband, um, a phenomenal pro wrestler, and uh, uh, there's a huge void, you know, no more so than uh, in um, – you know, three children's lives and, and a wife and, and, a and a loving family. Um, so it's just, you know, people need to continue to keep thinking of them. And, um, and, and when you think of Jay, you know, well, uh, you know, right now it's still fresh. And when I think of Jay, it, 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 it wells me up because he's not here anymore, but also there's a lot of really great stories that, uh, that make me smile and times in the ring and just how unselfish, um, both Jay and Mark are, and you know, um, but it sucks. It's it's the it's it's the worst. It's the worst fucking thing in the world, man. Like yeah. it's, uh, um, you know, but to see the, you know, and the service was on, you know, was online or whatever, and people know who was there. But to see how many, how many different lives that he touched so much like all these different generations of wrestlers from different companies and different countries and all from all over the United States, all coming together to make sure they had to be there to pay their respects. And the, the line was literally down the damn road and they filled up a, a gym and a cafeteria and a football stadium because as much as he meant to the wrestling world, he meant more to that community and he lost his life doing just being who he was, being a great dad, bringing his bringing his girls to, um, you know, uh, cheerleading practice, and uh, but it just you know, you know, just you know, some one of those things in life. Sometimes shit in life doesn't make sense, and this is one of them to me. It's just like it's it's hard to still grasp my mind around that somebody so full of life and so positive and so giving and and so kind is is not is not here anymore. So I would just say, you know, if you were a fan of his, um, you know, if you're, if you're a friend, just, you know, make sure you're keeping, you know, um, you know, that, that family and, you know, whatever you believe, right. Uh, you know, 
whatever whatever you believe just keep that family in your hearts and in your minds um you know because they get a lot you know they get a lot ahead of them you know those girls have a long road to recovery ahead of them and life and family was altered for them forever and they're still the most positive uh people i i've uh, i've ever seen in my life they were they were con- they were consoling and comforting you know other attendees of the service um i've only met i'd only met their dad a few times and the hug i got from this man that i've only had very limited interaction with there you would have thought like i was a long lost cousin or son coming home but it just speaks to the um just just the type of human beings that that they are um jay was the best he was the friggin' best, and uh, it sucks that that he's not here anymore. So, yeah, as you, I'm rambling now. No, no, you're, you're good, man. You're good. Um, yeah, as as you mentioned, the 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 two girls that were also in the car, they're they're both out of the hospital now. They have a long road ahead of them, but thankfully that you know they're they're able to have that road to recovery, and and they'll I'm sure they'll be good as new down the road. But yeah, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna take a while, and thankfully they're all very positive and that's that's yeah yeah it could yeah <laughs> it's it's it was it really was so I, you know i left there and obviously it was very sad and and very emotional but you can't help but i, I couldn't help but leave there and uh just like wow just an absolute awe of um their perspective on life you know and uh you know i i just really appreciated that and uh appreciate the opportunity that they that they did open that up so so many people could go show you know we could show them what what jay meant to to all of us yeah so i wasn't sure if we should have started with that or ended with that i guess this is really either one was I mean, gonna be tough yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh i mean right now we're gonna bring in our interviewee and talk about your uh debut as a promoter right yes rad pro wrestling and it is wrestling, by the way. It's not wrestling. It's wrestling. I understand that. So let's uh, All right. let's bring in your boy. He's your boy. All right. We are being joined by a man who's been known by a few names. The Shane, I think. Yeah. The City, Sebastian Reese. Big City? <laughs> Just the City. Oh. Just the City. Most recently, Max Smashmaster. Yes. And he's been... In a few different roles. He's been a wrestler, he's a trainer, and now he's a promoter. And that's what we're talking about today. Can, is Oh, I'm hold on. Before we go, I Okay. I even though, you know, what we're gonna talk about today is my business partner, I, I think I'm gonna get him canceled right now. what happened? Um, you know, my business partner here at one point um exposed himself <laughs> at a professional oh, wrestling event to my wife. Time. To my wife. <laughs> It, it wasn't on purpose. Um, but right, yeah. Let me get through the intro for crying out loud. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brian and this gentleman will be co-promoting their very first live pro wrestling event in just a couple weeks. Rad Pro Wrestling makes its debut in Amesbury, Massachusetts on Saturday, March 18th. And yes, the men behind it are the Kingpin and our friend Max Smashmaster himself, Scott, hello, sir. Oh, you said my my last name too. Um, oh, I'm not supposed to. I'll, I'll I, don't cut that. I don't care anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, just don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> that's all. I, you know. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Government government name. Government what are you? Name, you're, you're, yeah. He's like Michael Malonis, uh, <laughs> my son Michael Malonis, who uh, watched uh, Big Scott wrestle as Max Smashmaster and was just hollering from the. From the guardrail, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> yeah, we'll just the call you Big Scott. Game of Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was trying to remember the last time you were on the this podcast with us. I think it was a little over four years Fif- ago. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, it feels like, like that, it, yeah. right? I think it was, tw- it was like twenty seventeen, maybe. 20, I, think there, I think he came on with you and Sonny in 2018, I oh. think. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What a different world, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just... So you were talking about, I, I mean, you were talking about retirement. Um, you had some issues uh, health-wise. And so maybe you can update us on where you are now because you are going to be in the ring on March 18th. Yeah, so I've been back for a little while. I actually got cleared in 
2019, uh, doctor said, yeah, you can go back and you can wrestle here and there. And he's like, as long as it's not full-time. And I was like, well, it wasn't full-time before, doc. So <laughs> I guess I'm back, baby. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I was ready and I was like all geared up, ready to return to Chikara uh, March 24th, I think, of 2020. And then everything went to shit, and that didn't happen. <laughs> wah, wah, yeah, wah. what a fucking boner killer. So I was so ready. I had everything ready. And uh, yeah, that got, in multiple ways, screwed up. So I came back, and uh, I wrestled for our, our friend and my other business partner, uh, Chase Del Monte. Um, and I wrestled for Chaotic, and I came back here and there. And I don't know. I felt the big void in my heart. Big emptiness. So I've maybe you could put in a word for me over at Chaotic Scott. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what word would you like me to put in? Oh no, <laughs> the word we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> My goodness. So, uh, so yeah, uh, part of the uh, show Rad Pro Wrestling uh, in Amesbury, Mass, is a. Uh, Devastation Corporation reunion, right? Yeah, DevCorp 2000. Uh, yeah, Devastation Corporation reunion. Haven't teamed with my former tag team partner, Blaster McMassive, uh, now just known as Blaster, um, since, geez, must have been 2015, end of 2015. So it's been a long time. You know, I'm sure Brian misses teaming with the Bruiser sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you 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 grow like this bond with this person, and then you're just kind of ripped apart. And I don't know, it's something I always want to do. He's flying himself in from Tampa, so I'll take the free, uh, you know, the free flight and uh, free booking fee. And uh, I can't wait, <laughs> I can't wait to team with them again. Tremendous. Hey, wait, we didn't even discuss yet. What's my what am I getting paid? Oh, zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you're paying to wrestle. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, uh, your business partner, Chase Del Monte, you are uh, a trainer and uh, co-owner, I guess, of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy now, right? You look guess. At sh- yeah. Look at this shill with the shirt on here. I know. <laughs> there you go. See? Mike Crockett got a payday He's trying tonight. to get booked. That's what it is. He's trying <laughs> yeah. to get booked right yeah, now. Yeah, come on down. Teach people how to count to three. It'll be fun. No, I mean, for Rad Pro. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can be booked. I didn't say you're going to get paid, but I got an XL shirt with a patch on it with your name on it. Michael worked for the old Chaotic Wrestling. He's used to being booked and not getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of the reason why I wanted to dust off the microphone and have you in here because – yeah, I, I, every question I ask uh, Malone is about the show. He's like, oh, Scott's doing this and Scott's doing that. It's like, uh, are you doing anything? Do you have anything to do with the show? You're just a money mark? What's going um, on? I Brian's mean, my moral so, support. Yeah. So uh, I will say this. Scott is the absolute backbone behind all of this right now. Um, he's the creative force. He's the t- director of talent relations. He is... <laughs> Uh, at some point, I am going to cut a check here uh, over. So, that yeah, I guess I am the money mark. I'll be a money mark. <laughs> Brian, Brian said he was like, you can do all the creative stuff. And I was like, let's go because yeah. my brain is firing. And I don't know. I literally found a love for just like coordinating stuff. Um, this was kind of in 2020. And once this came in, it's like, okay, let's go. Let's get all these people. Let's get all these things together. Then every bit of creative juices starts going, and I don't know. I, I I felt there was a huge void in wrestling, and I think Brian felt it too. Uh, so why not try to fill it with what we're trying to produce? Yeah, I mean, this is not knock against like any other promotion in the area because there's a lot of no. good quality wrestling in the area. It's just you know, could we could we just do like every other indie and just book local talent and you know put them in the cup and shake it up and you get the different matchups that all the local promotions work with the same 15, 16 people. But no, we got, we got a different vision. We got a different direction. Scott is the absolute, um, creative force, uh, behind it. Um, 
You know, I like because to call I mean, myself the director of imagination. There we go. I like that. <laughs> I never like have that. before. That's brand new. <laughs> but it gives us something different. It gives us something to stand out. It gives us something to like. These characters will be unique to Rad Pro Wrestling. These will be, you know, if you're a, if you're a fan of the local independent scene, these will all be people you are super familiar with. But you're going to see them. Yeah. Uh, and I'll do the marketing spiel here. You're going to see them in like you've never. Seen them before, yeah. Which is true, though. They'll be unique characters, that are exclusive That's to the nineteen nineties Girls Gone Wild commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be like that at all. <laughs> yeah. So the um, the creative for the show. I mean, obviously, you're uh, influenced by Chikara because that's kind of mm-hmm. what was your bread and butter um, when you were. Well, yeah. like full-time wrestling but you know as if, when you were wrestling <laughs> yeah. um so how did you come to this decision that you were going to do this kind of 90s retro um wrestling promotion uh you know it just uh, we had talked about this maybe in i want to say like august or july just like i, I feel like we've been out, talking like, about like like loosely talking about like man you know like just like I think we had talked, I think it started with like, "Hey, maybe I might want to do something in New Hampshire," and you were like, yeah. "Man, like, let me, you know, let me know, keep me in mind." And I said, "Yeah, you, I, you would actually be somebody who I would partner with, absolutely." And we think we, it was like just always like these, just loose kind of like talks, and then it just mm-hmm. it starts to come together. Yeah, I remember hearing you guys talk. I remember you talking to me about you want to do something with Scott. This is like years ago, so yeah, this has definitely been in the works for yeah, a while. It's been a right? little bit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been for yeah. a while. As, as thrown together as it may seem, it's definitely been batted around. And uh, th- where the 90s comes in is like, that's the most fun I ever had watching. And like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, that stuff is so you know, vibrant in my mind. And like, Brian and I talk about it every once in a while, like, superstars from that era. It's just like, it's a mile a minute. There's always something cool, different, exciting, colorful, just like, Everything on you know coming at you on the screen. It, it's exciting for like a young mind, and I think nostalgia is also a huge thing. And I could definitely tell by like the analytics on all the ads and stuff that we run is like who this is hitting, who what market is it hitting, and it's hitting that you know twenty eight to forty year old wrestling fan because I have it geared towards wrestling fans, and th- that's literally where it's putting all these ads. I'm not directing it towards that, so. If we can, you know, just kind of play on their nostalgia for the things that they liked and then show them some new characters, uh, which is definitely a thing that we heard on your podcast a lot. Anytime you had a promoter on, I know Jamie said something about this. I want to say, did you guys have Ryan Drew? Because I feel like this is a a Ryan Drew thing. Um, I may have heard it from him years ago. It's just like everyone used the same pool of talent. Like, how do you differentiate yourself? And that always stuck with me because, like, yes, when you're young, you're like, oh, well, that's dumb. But then the older you get, no, that's how you market things differently. That's you, you give them something that they can't get elsewhere to drive them into the door. But that's difficult with indie talent. So, why not give them a unique character? So that way, when they come to your show, that's not the only place they can get it. I would hope that they would do these characters only for us, but I can't like make them sign a contract or some bullshit. But like, yeah, come see the characters they do here, see them in a completely different light. And I said this on another podcast last week was just like, if you like these wrestlers, you know you're, what you're in for. You know that you're going to get quality wrestling because you already know these wrestlers, but you're going to get them you know, flavored differently. So sometimes you'll see like a a poster for a show with a ton of people you've never seen before. You don't know unless you do a ton of YouTube research if they're going to be good wrestlers or you're going into some dirt bag show. But this, at least you, you know, a lot of these people are high quality wrestlers and then you're getting them in a different light. Yeah, and it's a market that's saturated. New England market is... It's pretty saturated right now, <laughs> but so it's, you know, to want to do something, we, I think we have to be different. We have to be unique. We have to offer something different, um, 
to the marketplace and and since Chikara's been gone I mean just forget like just New England but in the wrestling marketplace you know really like there's a there's a void for it right there's yeah. there's a void for this sort of product um you know so it's 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 something that I you know that I'm really excited about and you know do, do I listen to Scott's ideas and sometimes I go well Jesus Christ I would have never thought <laughs> I would have never thought of that like I think he might be doing some some shrooms or something over there in his spare time but <laughs> But it's gonna, it's gonna. I can't do anything. So this is <laughs> this is me sober. Like <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be different, and I, and I think it's gonna be something that um, attracts audiences that the other promotions might alienate a little bit, right? Like I see, <laughs> this is not a knock on on you know. Uh, any promotions, but there's a lot of promotions that do blood and swearing and middle fingers mm-hmm. and and all this stuff, and it's just like. I don't know, man. Like, it, it, there's, you know, it's a business, right? So if we cater to those families and and kids and things like that, and that's what comes to our shows, you know, I don't so much care if somebody's having a, a match that's going to garner buzz on uh, on the Twitter. Yeah, and one thing that I kind of realized in the past what two months, three months, God, even six months is like wrestling. Sometimes is just the delivery tool for a great story, right? Yeah. So if you if you have a good story and fun characters and people that, you know, hopefully are invested in those characters on both ends, the you know, the people portraying the character and the people watching the character, then maybe just maybe you can have something really special that isn't just a super high quality five star whatever that means matchup, right? Like you can just invest someone in a character going against another character with stakes at hand, and and I think that would be really cool. I mean, a little preview down the line. Wait till we bring Flex Rumble Crunch back, and Scott develops a drinking problem, and Flex pushes him off a Titan Tron. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wait for one of them, you know, one of our kids to grow up, his or mine to grow up, right, and then they kill me. <laughs> right, that's how LOD two thousand yeah. ended, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's when Rad Pro gets to around Rad Pro two thousand. Yeah, and things things start to go real crazy. That's when we bring in the swearing and the blood. <laughs> We tried to book Tammy Sitch too, but she she <laughs> she she may be a little uh, you know busy up. at this point right now. <laughs> I like you guys saying long term, so that's that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the gimmicks, Scott. I, I I some of these I'm like, my goodness. I like what what's going on in that head of Talk yours? Can can you like take us through like how do you settle on a gimmick for a person? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at that list I sent you yes. and ask me which one stands out to you and that then I can tell you about them. Um let me see here. Ned Relish. Right off Ned the bat. Ned Relish. Right off the bat. <laughs> great guy. Great guy. He's a he's a long tenured uh employee for the company he works for alongside uh Carl Patrick Alabaster, who who's a newer employee at their their business. Um and unfortunately, they have a manager uh, at the company, not like a wrestling manager, but a manager at the company, Todd Dudu. And uh, don't call him Dudu. All right, Todd Dudu. And uh, Todd Dudu is, he's really in love with Carl Patrick Alabaster. Like, he thinks he's such a great employee, but he almost gives Ned Relish, like, he just doesn't give him the time of day. Mm. Um, and Ned Relish, he's so sweet. Sweet Ned Relish, they like to call him. Um, but yeah, they're the break room. They're you know it's the the long tenured employee, the new young employee, and and they're a hot baby face tag team. <laughs> it's all up here, baby. <laughs> Ask me anyone. Faces. <laughs> Ask me anyone. Uh, is is someone's name Blossom Oak? Ah uh, yes, yeah, Blossom Oak. He's nature's child. Um, <laughs> so Blossom Oak and his. Uh, like his brethren, uh, Leaf Montgomery, they're they're vegans. They're it's kind of a new thing in the nineties, you know, veganism. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they're very into uh, the earth. They actually can communicate sometimes by just like feeling the leaves and 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 being one with the <laughs> earth. They can talk to each other. Um, but yeah, they, they love veganism and they also kind of have a god pl- complex. That's why they call themselves the plant based prophets. P R O P H E T S, 
not profits like uh, street profits, but maybe you. a play on words there. Perhaps. Yeah. Now, uh, as you mentioned, DevCorp 2000. What's, what's going to be different about uh, Devastation Corporation now that they're DevCorp 2000? Well, DevCorp 2000 are a tag team from you know, a different, a bygone era who are just trying to recapture their their glory that they once had. But maybe they're a little bit too old. Maybe they're a little bit too broken down. But they got new names, <laughs> Max and Blaster, Ooh. as opposed to Max Smashmaster and Blaster McMassive. No vowels. And they have Zs in their names. So you know they're cool. <laughs> that, is a, that is a 2000 thing. Now, any uh, the Techno Team 2000, is, it, is it anything like that? They, they, they were no, very big. No, no, this is more like LOD 2000, if oh, you couldn't you tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Now, um, has there been any pushback from any talent to this to these gimmicks? Or has there been collaboration, or is it all you? Uh, some, co- uh, some collaboration. Jesus, can't talk. Um, so, yeah, like some people I put a little bit more trust in, I want to say, just because I know them. So people like uh, Sidney Bacabella had quite the hand in developing him and uh, and his uh, what do you call a, a man his talent his charge uh, yeah his charge his steed mm. um, <laughs> so he he had quite a hand we, we went back and forth but like some some other people I just had gimmicks for like the botanicals the smarmy uh, mixologist tag team um, the vegans were already kind of vegan characters so like. This is just a different take on them, maybe a little bit more God complex, a little bit more heel. Uh, so, yeah, it's like I, I also want it to be that these are the wrestlers portraying new characters rather than like the person, if that makes sense. So, like, they can promote it on their social media. They don't need new social media. They don't need to discourage like, oh, that's not me or anything like that, which is things that I we did in Shikara that I wasn't super fan of. Right, we had to like separate completely as if people didn't know that we were the same. But when you are at that show, and let's let's just call a spade a spade. If this fails like completely, we're not gonna just shove this down people's throats. Like so hopefully over time people will engage with these characters and want to come and see them in these characters. So I like to think of it as Disney world. When you go see Mickey mouse, he doesn't pull the head off like and start ripping a butt right on main street USA. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, like he's always Mickey when he's got the, the gimmick on. So all these characters will always, you know, when they're at the show, they'll portray the characters that have, have come and uh, pushback. I haven't really had any pushback. Because I just sell it to them like, hey, this is a place to come, try something new, and like be something that you don't have to be, uh, you know, elsewhere. Try try new things, try on a different flavor, and just just have fun. That's all it needs to be. And which is something that some people kind of get like pigeonholed into their gimmick and like it's almost like they're trapped in their gimmick. Some people are great at it, some people definitely get like bothered by it and and annoyed by having to constantly just be the same thing but you know this is a great place to come and just try something new now brian is this your first time seeing these (laughs) it seems like you're very detached No, I just I'm not the one that came up with them. It's it's I told when I like because I've had people obviously ask me about like being booked or things like that, and I and I, and it's not even like me trying to put the heat on Scott, but this is like this is our agreement. I said no, that this is you know I I obviously I can speak up or suggest things or yeah, but I fully trust Scott as as driving the 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 creative. Like I I believe in the direction, I believe in the vision of it. So why the hell am I going to get in his way of of, of of driving it like I, that's part of the business trust right if you have a partner you got to trust what they can do and I, I have full <laughs> belief and trust in it and it's and, and truth be told and we know this like we've discussed this like this is not something that would have I mean I am very traditional pro wrestling you know what I mean like uh, this would never none of this would have ever come to my mind that doesn't mean I don't love it that doesn't mean I'm not fully behind it because I think it's it's going to be a successful idea like I'm, I'm genuinely excited for it yeah, because one of the first things I asked you, I was like, hey, should I uh, take the ref shirt out of the mothballs? <laughs> and you were like, uh, I don't know who Scott's booking. Um. I mean, if you want to, I just didn't think that you were around or doing anything. So. Well, I wanted to support my pal. I don't know. Oh, look I do, at that. I do are we booking, are we booking Mike Crockett? Are we booking yeah, him? Yeah, Mike Crockett. 
you got to have a different name. You can't be Mike Crockett. <laughs> oh, well, get to work I'm, on I'm, that, Scott. I'm at yeah. your mercy, apparently. Sling so. dingus over here. All right. Well, you're, bu- you're booked, apparently, Crockett. Yeah. You're booked. All right. Make you're, not ba- you're, not yeah. ba- you're not banned. You're booked. Perfect. Good, because I didn't want to pay for a ticket if I was going to come. <laughs> I, I mean, you I mean, know, you, you joke, right? Sold out, you so. joke, right? Scott made his wife and and child buy a ticket to the show. I bought it. For, I, I bought I, it for them. But still, I swear to you, Scott's <laughs> wife and, and child are not coming into our show without a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I wanted also to have the like the physical ticket because I'm a collector. So like, I want to have at least one physical ticket to stick on a shelf back there, just in case this is a failure. You know? <laughs> So I, another question regarding these gimmicks. I know yeah. at one point, like I mean, just going way back when when Brian was first the kingpin, we, we were like thinking like, okay, the kingpin, like like you know the Spider Man villain. So you know we'll mm-hmm. get we'll get the nice suit and stuff like that. And and Brian's like, I'm not paying for for suits. Or like, okay, I guess a just great, wear great it, question. Just I know wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. <laughs> so when it comes to gear, like how what what goes into like with you expect people to switch it up or how how does that get handled good question cuz i don't want i don't want people like feeling like they have to buy a brand new set of gear right. to come in and and make let's you know let's just also call a spade a spade it's like you're not coming in for everyone's coming in for 500 bucks here you know yeah. we have a very small venue uh you know with a limited number of seats so i just told people it was like Wear whatever gear you want. Uh, if you want to wear very plain gear, that's fine. And if you want to go to the Goodwill and get some some wacky shit to put on to like kind of live this gimmick, great. But I don't want you spending a ton of money to you know come in for one one show. Um, obviously, I want you to portray the gimmick, but do it however you see fit. And a lot of people have gone out. And just got like one little thing or two little things just to literally dress up and or they pulled stuff out of their closet. Becca, she got like a a jacket with some fringe on. She already had a guitar. She's going to do her hair up big like Dolly Parton and she's going to wear a uh, cowgirl hat, right? Like those are things that she had and she can do and then like just portray this character. So uh, and some people paid, you know, spent a little bit more. I told them it was up to them. I did not want to be, uh, you know, forcing them to be like, nope, if you're going to do this, you're going to come in and you're going to buy all brand new gear that's customized for this. Uh, I just don't, I don't think that's fair at all. So, Brian, the pit boss, have you uh, put more than $3 into this outfit? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, well, the, pan- the pants I intend to wear are way more than $3. Uh, I haven't had so much luck with, uh, wearing like dress pant type of of gear in the in the some of the incarnations I've done in the past of like teaming with Max uh in random places or being Big Brian Rogers so we'll see if uh <laughs> we'll see how short lived that is when I when I when I blow the crotch out of a hundred and twenty dollar pair <laughs> pair of, of of slacks. <laughs> what you could just wear your gear. I, 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 like, I want to try to be different. I want to try to be okay, it, you know. Okay, I want to try to be the pit okay. boss, not the kingpin. I do want. I do think the Skeletor gear would be great. I, well, I gotta wait till I. So that's. I'm in this weird thing right now of like uh, getting gear made. Like I gotta wear shit right now that's like too big for me because I'm still yeah. losing. So even my gear maker was like, he's like, hey man, he's like, I like money. I'll take your money. But if I see your pictures, you're losing weight that rapidly. Do you really want to spend, you know? Five hundred dollars for a new set of gear right now, <laughs> and I was like, "Get gold good, gear." Good point. <laughs> you just do uh, get them at a size that you think you want to fit into, and it's a goal. Well, I, I have I have uh, weight markers, uh, so I have I have when I get under so when I get under four hundred, I have it won't be the Skeletor gear yet. Um, I have uh, a Juggernaut set of gear. I remember that that I'm going to get ordered, and then uh, and then I think <laughs> I think when I get to under or when I get to like 350 is when I'll finally do the Skeletor gear. Awesome, so. that's amazing. But yeah, yes, I put thought into it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're putting thought into something to go with uh, Rad Pro Wrestling here. Well, yeah, it's not like WPAN. I actually care about this. 
Ooh. Oh, you stiff. son of a bitch. Someone's got to. <laughs> Come on, this is episode 201. Come on, we're back in it. We're back. We're, we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> Are you using my babies now? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so, Scott, I'll go to the guy who has uh, who knows everything. Um, <laughs> the The venue. How did yeah. you settle on this venue in Amesbury, Mass? Well, they wanted wrestling, and I knew we could provide it, and... Uh, the price was just right. All right, three ninety nine. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a super small room. It's probably going to be one of the smallest rooms everyone in the world wrestles in. Um, but they have a great outdoor area, so the first one's kind of like a test, and then we can move to the outdoor for the summer months, and then maybe a new venue. But Brian and I have also talked about it's like if you're going to be running one venue, like try to keep the stories consistent for there. And then when you go to a new one, you can build and, you know, deliver, you know, the end of stories there. So that's a little bit difficult. Thankfully, uh, you know, there is a streaming component, but we're not going to talk too much about that because it won't be live. It'll be after the fact. But, um, yeah, so the the ring will be on one side of the room and then every fan will be on the other side. So it'll be like one third of the room will be the ring and then... 75 chairs set up for everyone who's coming in. So I had another, that was another question I had, like, are you looking beyond this show and looking to make this a regular thing? And and you are, if this should be successful, you're thinking uh, about future plans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's going to be successful, right? I mean, that's the one thing that we have both talked about. Like we're not going to, you know, do we want, we'll do everything to make it successful, but the same, at the same time, like, and I'm not going to announce, you know, three years worth of dates, <laughs> you know, and make these grand, these grandiose plans that everybody does, right? You see it happen um, all the time in, in independent wrestling. And it's, people think like, you know, it really is less is more, right? I mean, I think of, um, you know, you know, Scott, and, you, and you've seen it in your travels as well. And Mike, you've seen it. We've all seen it where you burn out towns, you, you know, promotions burn out because you just, you just exhaust your you know your fan base so mm-hmm. uh also too if you're running if you're running to me if you're running you know independent shows right and you're running them close enough together um both in date and proximity you you almost split your own audience you know well they're gonna be back there again in two weeks so i'll catch it in two weeks you know i got i got something else i want to do this week so if, if you can create if you can figure it out and i think of the way we used to we used to do chaotic right we had Wooburn and lowell and we'd run that venue every six weeks we'd run every three weeks but we'd run only the same venue once every six weeks you know something i always think along those lines because you i think you can be successful but if you're running weekly or every week and i mean there are there are exceptions right beyond does it phenomenal job with wrestling open where they run every week and they've built an audience but that didn't just happen overnight you know like you gotta you gotta put yeah. some some effort in you gotta grow a fan base so we're really starting from you know we're starting from the ground up we're starting from absolute scratch here and you know we got to be successful but yeah i think you know the plan for you know the plan in our minds is yeah this this becomes a staple of of the independent wrestling scene in new england yeah i i think uh to backpack on that is um, piggyback on that, actually, not backpack. I made that up. Uh, it's, I thought the best way to run was how Limitless started. I mean, Limitless is still drawing really, really well, but I think they're month to month now. When they were running once every other month, it was like an event. Every time that they ran, it's like, oh, Limitless is this weekend, um, especially for me. And I, I thought that was great. Will we run every other month? We'll see. Uh, the first year is going to be, if we you know make it a year, then we'll 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 think about the future after that. But I definitely think if this one goes well, which by all means it's going well so far. So we have fifteen tickets left as of this recording. If it sells out, then it's pretty much paid for itself. Um, uh, I have an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> so to, to know for sure. Well, no facts. Um, Max Smashmaster is a complete friggin' Excel nerd. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm a nerd all all around. 
and a psychopath. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I, I'm, I mean, I don't want to lose money. I, I want to put in the money that I need to, and then like not have to worry about it. And then it comes back and it just keeps rolling and maybe it tacks on a, a few extra hundred dollars and then we can, you know, book Matt Cardona to do something stupid, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you'll just be losing Brian's money. <laughs> Who cares? No, because I'm paying too. It's not just Oh, that. okay. I don't got that Sinclair I don't got that Sinclair broadcasting money rolling in anymore, Mike. Oh, boo. That funded a lot of stuff. That funded a lot of stuff for the WPAN, though. <laughs> Appreciated that. <laughs> no more double dipping. Maybe I'll get fan. that con money at some point. You know, <laughs> we'll see. Things are starting up, right? Either Tony or Nick. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody named Con. Different spellings, but uh, I would gladly. I could make a character with the last name Con. <laughs> I would gladly accept uh, paychecks from uh, from from either. So. I mean, it's Mike, very, if we're, uh, we're going to restart the podcast, I mean, that's kind of my mo, right? Start something and then and then uh, get a break. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right as, as soon as uh. it gets going again, you'll find another distraction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you would consider like if you sell these uh, last fifteen seats, would you? Consider this. Well, I guess you have to do the, do the show. What is what would a success be all around for this to go forward? I, I would say sell those last fifteen seats, make sure the show goes <laughs> as swimmingly as possible. Um, I do tell myself every day, I'm like, man, someone's gonna get signed like tomorrow, or someone's gonna break <laughs> a leg, like you know, any anything could happen. So I do have contingency plans in my head, but you can only plan so much. And then the day of it, shit's gonna fucking hit the fan. But yeah, you never, you never know. I could get booked for WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Brian versus Cena. Yeah, I mean that's match. what everybody. You know, the rematch from uh, yeah, or, from or I mean, I saw a rematch from you know. I'm sure Kofi would probably want a shot at me to get his win back. You know, at his last. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Ivar has a long history. I mean, there's there's plenty. It writes itself that the match that hundreds of thousands Tommaso of, could be back. Yeah, millions of know. people would want to see these rivalries that played out in. The PAV in Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> Brian, Brian, there's no more druids, sir. Thank God of luck. <laughs> I am. We are. Me, Scott, did you know this? Me and Michael are former WWE superstars, the druids. Pay per view superstars. Yeah, yeah I know. The druids. Yeah. I know. I could pick you out of the crowd. <laughs> I mean, I may be the only guy ever in the history of being a druid who can verify that I was a druid. <laughs> and face unseen, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a big cloak. Anyway, then, people know that ass anywhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Amesbury, Massachusetts. What's the name of the uh, venue? Uh, Bear Wolf Brewing. B A R E W O L F Brewing. Um, I have the address somewhere. Google it. Bear Wolf Brewing. Um, so yeah, it's a great brewery. Uh, there's like a nice little room off to the side. It'll be. But it's an all ages as- show, right? All ages show, one hundred percent. The building's also all ages, so like, there's little arcade games and things. Some good eats, uh, right? Such some good eats. Uh, they do some some minor things, but I don't think they're ready for you know seventy five people to come in looking for <laughs> for food. But um, but yeah, I definitely think uh, it could be very successful. It's just getting through this first one is going to be you know stressful. It's already stressful, but, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm so pumped. I haven't been this pumped for something in a long time. So yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it's something different. Like you guys said. I mean, rather than the same, um, you know, same twenty guys, if you're in a different promotion, it's something yep. that's you needed to have a different angle to mm-hmm. uh, come into this market. So I think it's a good idea, and I think you got something going here. Before we go, I want you to give me one more. Name off that list because <laughs> I, I like this. This is a fun is exercise a fun for me. Okay, Give me a name uh, off that list. <laughs> well, how about CJ Cruz? CJ Cruz? <laughs> no, uh, CJ Cruz. C R U Z Z. Cruz. Two Z. Looks like Cruz. CJ Cruz is pretty much the easiest one. Yes, I know. I just wanted to say Cruz. CJ Cruz is, I mean, it's not my name. I don't care. He's a young hot upstart. 
and that's literally it <laughs> for, for this show. Young hot up in the vein of Jim Powers, maybe a youngster. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, the youngster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was that? What, what rumble was that? Where like uh, Carlos Colon came out? It was like ninety oh, four. Like <laughs> 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 okay, how about uh, is it Eilis? Eilis, ooh, Eilis is Eilis is a very kind of disturbing character so Eilis is uh she almost looks like a raggedy ann doll that was left out in the rain uh one eye mm-hmm. the other eye is in her palm um she also has a feral child on a chain that brings her to the ring uh the feral child's name is flitz doesn't really speak but it looks up to Eilis. Uh, Eilis is also known as the Eyes Inside, which is a nice little moniker. But not too much is known just yet about Eilis. Just know that she looks like a Raggedy Ann doll that was left out in the rain, which is a very difficult character um, for me to portray to someone and sell someone on. But I think mm-hmm. Shannon is is good enough to to do this. She is literally the star of New England Pro Wrestling Academy right now. She's so talented. And uh, right now she just goes by her her government name, uh, <laughs> but I, I want to see if if she can do literally the hardest character on this show. Um, and she did get a lot of gear for it. She like bought her you know a bunch of stuff for it, and I think it could be really cool if she's able to to pull off how difficult and complex this is. I've given her a lot of the backstory, which I don't want to give just yet, but there is a lot to it. I just want to point out, did you notice over Scott's left ear, Michael? Yes. Look. What, look at that. It's a pencil. This guy's a, oh, yeah. this oh. guy's a booker. He's a writer. <laughs> did, you, did you not notice that I, I set myself up to, to <laughs> look like a booker? <laughs> where's your rolled up, where's your rolled up uh, booking sheet? <laughs> listen, exactly. listen here. All right. Here it is. This is five years of stories right here. <laughs> That's my my wife's work documents. So. <laughs> you just you just created a well, security incident for her company. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very interested to see how this all all goes. I mean, I, I guess I'm going to be there now. Well, there's so. only one way to see it, Michael. Yeah. It's if you be there live. Go to Rad Pro Wrestling, Wrestling R A S S L I N dot com. Huh? To get your tickets, yes. I mean, by by the time this comes out, they might be all it's gone. It's very possible. It's very possible they might be gone. But just in case they're not, if you're hearing this, get your ass to the website by now, or you're going to be shut out. All right. Well, uh, Rad Pro Wrestling, and that is Saturday, March 18th. Correct. That is correct. Amesbury, Massachusetts, at the at the Bear Wolf special Brewery. special 4 p.m. bell time. Oh, yeah. thank you for that. 4 that's, p.m. Yeah, that's good to know. Three, Four p.m. Bell doors, time. Four p.m. Bell time. Okay, and uh, you'll see all the stars like you've never seen them before. Mm, I love that. <laughs> so, thank you very much, Scott. Uh, last name redacted. <laughs> Big for being Scott here. Redacted. Good character, Scott, Scott, Scott redacted. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. We want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts and our discussion, and use the hashtag WPAN. Now, at this point, I mean, we used to do plugs. Uh, Book of the Territory and our vantage point, they've, I mean, they've just shot right past us. They don't need our help, really, too. <laughs> There's no reason to plug them. Hold them. Screw them. The pricks, <laughs> but we love Mike. We love Mike Mills at Booking the Territory. Joe Morata just Check pumping out, out some A plus Twitter content, by the way. Oh my God! Yes, the yes, Gorilla Monsoon. The He's- I got. I, I messaged him because that got sent to me in like four different group chats, and I was yes. like, "Oh, that's Joe Morata. I'm buddies with him. We did a lot of podcasting stuff together." <laughs> Yeah, it's I've seen yeah I've seen people not even connected with uh, yeah anything yeah. podcasting. I've seen so people good. share. It's, it's so good, <laughs> so good. So he's the, they're doing OVP still. He's also doing Acid Washed Memories, which is a like a more general retro uh, celebration. He calls it. So uh, uh, of course Joe Morata and Michael Quinn handling those two podcasts. So check them out. Uh, let's talk about uh, Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Yes, I Which, feel like uh, I'm, a, I'm like an unofficial like uh, second host on that at this point. 
<laughs> Basically, yeah, you've been reviewing all the He-Man cartoons. Oh, there's more right? to come too. Yeah, there's more to come. We're gonna do. I think we're gonna do some Shiras too. So, holy Toledo. <laughs> so yeah, Matt Spector through the multiverse. He talks about comic book animation. It's not wrestling related, but uh, maybe we might delve into some uh, wrestling every now and again. So check out Matt Spector through the multiverse. Also, James Jamikowski is rebooting the Let the Chaos Begin podcast. He's talking. What he is? Yes, the first With episode who? is out. It's just him. It is? Yes. What? <laughs> He's I love a- Jamie. I'll just say that. I love Jamie. One of my best friends in the world. Let the Chaos Begin Rebooted, it is it is called, and he is talking to stars of the present and past from Chaotic Wrestling, the first episode already out. Who's the guest? Becca. Huh. Becca from the, uh, the current Chaotic Wrestling roster. Well, why would you? Never mind. I love Becca. I don't know if you're familiar with Becca. She's phenomenal, by the way. She's not, she's not going to be around on the indies very long. I'm aware, <laughs> I'm aware of her, but yeah, I've never met her or anything like that. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's phenomenal. Phenomenal performer. Good head on her shoulders. Smart. You know, smart. I don't know how old she is. So I'm a, uh, like in my in true in true veteran fashion, she's a good kid. She's a smart kid. <laughs> um, I guess I will meet her at a. Rad Pro you Wrestling. Yeah, she will be at Rad Pro Wrestling if she doesn't have a contract somewhere by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though, she's gonna she's she'll she's Becca's gonna be on TV at some point. Like she's that good. She's that level of talent and also upstairs, you know, mentally. She's she's really smart and uh and uh has got it together. So I don't know if she'll hear this or not. And but um somebody who um you know, we, we, I've only met her in passing and, but, but hear enough things and seen her enough, uh, both in the ring and outside the ring to say that, uh, Becca is, is definitely part of that, um, will be part of that chaotic wrestling lineage of people who, um, go to chaotic and then go on to someplace else big. So no doubt, not a doubt, not doubt in my mind. I did see that she was on SmackDown recently. She, I think she, uh, mm-hmm. worked, I don't know who she worked Yeah, with. she's worked, she's worked AEW, she's worked SmackDown, yeah. I think she's worked MLW, like, Girl is everywhere. She hustles and uh, just phenomenal in-ring performer. Big big things to come for uh, for young Becca. So check out Jamie's new podcast, Let the Chaos Begin, rebooted. It's on a new feed. So if you're subscribed to Let the Chaos Begin and the uh, For the Pops feed, it's a different feed now. Don't know why he did that, but he did it. So check out uh, Let the Chaos Begin, rebooted. Uh, okay, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that... You are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. Well, I mean, yeah. So early in March, uh, I can't give away the exact date. I'll be popping up somewhere, but we can't announce that yet. But uh, oh. on March the 18th, the aforementioned Rad Pro Wrestling, yes. the, pit, the pit boss, makes his... <laughs> Debut for Rad Pro Wrestling, uh, Namesburg, Massachusetts. In very expensive pants. Yes. As as expected, I'm on the card. Thing is going to sell out, baby. All right? <laughs> so, so I hear. Go, go to radproWrestling.com if there is tickets available by the time we drop this. Uh, I'm double shot in that day, though. No, you're not. <laughs> I certainly am. Because you're double shot your own show. <laughs> Well, th- my show got booked after this other one, <laughs> so there's a long story. We didn't get into it. We only did limited time, but uh, that night I'll be defending as the kingpin, the Atlantic Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Check out AtlanticProWrestling.com. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Are you going to be able to change your mindset? Are you going to be able to make that switch in your head from pit boss to kingpin so close and you're like uh, the great actors they kind of like sink into that role i like i'm gonna 41 be able? goddamn years old they'll be lucky if i make it to the <laughs> ring for the second match all right <laughs> like, be grateful if i even even able to walk after the first one but on april 8th i'll be heading out to the south end community center uh in holyoke massachusetts for pioneer valley pro wrestling lots of former ring of honor representation on it myself flip gordon and the former ring of honor world champion pc Oh, all on that card. Check out Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. On April the 15th, uh, I will be making my debut for Interspecies Wrestling. Oh, wow. How about that? Wow. How about that? Interspecies Wrestling, the kingpin coming to Interspecies. I'll be taking on the Falls Count Anywhere champion, Jeff Cannonball, for the Falls Count Anywhere championship. So I I walk into places, Mike, and I'm getting title shots, man. 
I'm getting title shots. Like, just like that. That's who I am. That's what I do. That show will no doubt sell out because I am on the card. That's what happens now. All right? Tremendous. Uh, on, the, on April the 21st, uh, and Bill Rickamass, I'll be uh, appearing for Pop-Up Wrestling. Um Check out Pop Up Wrestling on uh, on Facebook. They do have a Facebook page. They don't have a website, but they have a Facebook page. That's in Bill Ricca. Uh, on the twenty second, I'll be back in Newburyport uh, once again for uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling, uh, and then on the 29th, another debut. This time in Chateauguay, and I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, Quebec, Canada, for FM Loot. Ah, we oui, we. Oui. Yes, going north of the border, Mike. Tremendous. North of the border. Well, if you'd like to book Brian Malonis, email brianmalonis at comcast.net. Is that still your email address? It certainly is. Or you can DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. The promo about nothing this week from the year 1992. We're sticking in the 90s. We're talking 90s today yes. with, with uh, Rad, Rad Pro Wrestling. So I figured this would be a good one for you. The World Wrestling Federation. Now, Brian... Have you ever heard a Max Moon promo? I don't think I've ever heard a Max Moon promo, no. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed. I gotta be honest. I mean, this character looked cool, but it was fleeting. Yeah, well, take a listen. It's Max Moon, this week's promo about nothing. After battling many various enemies throughout the universe, Max Moon has finally landed right here in the World Wrestling Federation. I'm totally focused and fully prepared for the task that lies ahead, and that's to blast my opponents right out of the ring and launch them right into orbit. I know that's not going to be an easy task to accomplish, and in the past, I've always had my star fleet behind me to back me up, so I'm hoping you, the fans of the World Wrestling Federation, to help Max Moon shoot right to the top of the World Wrestling Federation. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, Mike, let, let's talk about what makes a good promo, right? Um, uh-huh. You know, conviction, belief in what you're saying, you know, having an authenticity and an organic nature with the words that you're speaking, passion, mm. conviction, mm-hmm. organic, natural. None of those things were accomplished in this promo. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about like living on in space and the galaxies and all this stuff. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, if you're gonna do it, sell the shit out of it, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a tough sell, but he wasn't even attempting to sell it. <laughs> no, I mean, I call myself the best pound for pound pure professional wrestler on the planet. That's not even close to true, but boy, do I sell the shit out of that. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Well, he's Max not. The, Moon. I mean, truth be told, he's not the original Max Moon. Anyways, this wasn't even intended for him. This gimmick. No, yeah, the gimmick was originally intended for Conan, uh, and he did do make some appearances in the costume on TV. Not, not, I don't think he made any TV appearances. He appeared at TV tapings, but I think by the time he really got rolling, um, he was uh, it was Paul Diamond in the role, a guy who. Um, had his most success as a member of Bad Company in the AWA, as tag team with um, Pat Tanaka, who they, I mean, they got back together in the WWF prior to this. The Orient uh, Express. He was, yes, he was Kato, <laughs> um, the master member of the Great Orient Express. theme song. Underrated yes. WWE theme song. Yes, very nice theme song. But uh, yeah, Paul Diamond not really known for his talking, and uh, <laughs> no. you heard it. <laughs> you don't say. I mean, this this was. I mean, that level of conviction was like that was like a half a beat ahead of uh, jumping Jeff Farmer. <laughs> i think that's why i started this with, yeah yep. <laughs> yeah it really was it was i mean it's it is better than jumping jeff but but not not by much there there it's not it's not in a different galaxy it's in the same galaxy as as jumping jeff yeah it's just the 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 stuff that he has to say and and it just yeah it's like it's like it's like um what the hell the the new breed where they're trying oh, to sell yeah, that, yeah. They're, that they're like transformers I or whatever the hell so that they're much. from a different place. <laughs> I love that them they're from so the year two thousand one or whatever it was. Cybertron. Uh, yeah, they're talking about Cybertron. Yeah, it just it just doesn't it just doesn't compute. So, uh, and this is hokey bullshit, even for this era of WWE. Like, it, it takes a lot to like stand out in that era of WWE as being hokey, and this is like the hokiest of the hokey. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think they just saw this one promo and they were, they were like, yeah, I mean, this is a tough sell. Let's just have them go out there and flip around a bit. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I will say this. I would love to see a Max Moon figure. Oh, that would be nice. A phenomenal figure. My favorite line was the, he says, the fans of the World Wrestling Federation will help shoot me right to the top of the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he double World Wrestling Federations it. And that shows you the... Uh... <laughs> I mean, did this air, not, did Richard Land put it up because it never made air? Is this like some sort of? I know Richard has like a lot of rare shit. So yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I it's it looks like it was. I mean, it it, it was somewhere. It was probably Richard's some a good random house for, show. Richard's a good hookup for some good some good random rare uh, rare footage. Oh yeah, he's the one that that got out there the um. Um, the promos with uh, Mean Gene and uh, Greg Valentine past the fucking potatoes. <laughs> the, just the, those uh, rare outtakes with from the Mean Gene promos. That's all stuff that came out of Richard Land's collection. Yeah. So a lot of he's the stuff that you see out there. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. for fans out there. Give this give this guy a follow. Like he's he's a great at follow. masked wrestlers at masked wrestlers. Yeah. Richard's a great is, follow. Uh, yeah, on Twitter. So check that out. So yeah, that's Max Moon and never to be heard from again. Not to be confused with Max Smashmaster. Not at all. Yes, he can he can speak. Yes. He has uh yes. He's he an articulate fellow. He certainly is. Well, you heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Yes, it still exists. The WPAN.com. Well, Brian, we actually did episode 201. When do you think 202 is going to happen? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, we we talked about like making it a monthly thing. Are we back, baby? <laughs> uh, it's, it's 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 tough to commit these days. You know what I, I mean, mean, Brian? To be continued, right? It's like uh, this is like uh, the ending of uh, Back to the Future One when you got it uh, when you got it on VHS at home. Yes, yes, <laughs> to be continued. Um, so yeah. D- d- we we talked about I mean uh, weekly definitely not every other week could be once a month seems doable I think um, you'll start to hear from us more frequently though and, yeah and, and then maybe we'll and then maybe down the line we'll get a regular cadence yes that's that and yeah let's we'll we'll take it one step at a time so this has been episode two hundred one and hopefully we'll see you sometime in the future for episode two hundred two of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, for the Kingpin Brian Malonis, I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm.